So I was talking to Jeff Allen's wife this morning. Oh, yeah. And um, she has a rally tree. I, I told her it's a rally tree. So because they've been so busy, she posted on Instagram this morning, her Christmas tree is still up. And so I messaged her and said, you can't take it down now. It's, mm. a, it's a rally yeah. tree. Yeah. And I said, when I worked in South Carolina, the head women's basketball coach, Don Staley, Hall of Famer, um, she was so busy, she left her tree up. They went to the Final Four. And then the next year, she left her rally tree up. They won the national championship. So what? Uh, what? So maybe it's not the coach. Maybe it's just the tree. It's just the tree. Maybe the tree should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I do love her. I started following her. Don all Stanley. those meal. No. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I like Don Stanley. was great. I knew that was coming. She, she held the flag for Team USA in the Olympics in Atlanta. Who is she on Instagram? I'm going to follow her. First in full. She has, does her whole, she has a whole cooking thing. It's she's so adorable good. and kind, and you can just tell. She's bringing like us cookies this weekend. I need right. more of those Rice Krispies. Because she loves us. First and, and full. Her stuff is Look good. how nice she looks. Yeah. The, good, the tree so is fun. like the next one. That one. That's funny. But like a lot of busy women can relate to not having time to take mm-hmm. down the Christmas trees or not having time to get to something this weekend or past weekend. But yeah. So transitioning. Maybe we'll just do it unscripted. Yeah, I think this should, is we, unscripted. should we toggle? <laughs> Who's transitioning? We, we can toggle to the uh, to the start of the pod. <laughs> the we, real have, thing. we haven't started. No, I, I thought we did. What no. has to happen Save. to start? He started. You just no. I was joking. Oh no no. See what happens? <laughs> Steven started. Taylor doesn't want Steven to start it. Oh. Steven, and now Taylor's stopping the, the conversation. Shade. Oh my okay, okay three, 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 two, one. Hello and welcome to another edition of 40 <laughs> Everyone in the room we'll laughing, not, at with, not with me, at me. Uh, we're glad you're here for another 41 Files podcast from 41 Action News. Uh, I'm joined as always by digital producer Sam Hartle. Hi, Sam. For those who uh, will eventually watch the video version of this, which we post on oh. Roku, oh, wow. the mood lighting we have here today is Chiefs Red. Chiefs Red, mm-hmm. mood lighting. Mm-hmm. 41 Action News reporter Stephen Dial is here. Hi, Steve. Go cheese. like that. And a rare appearance in the 41 Files podcast studio, 41 Action News anchor, Krista Dubill. Hi, Krista. Hello, and you, good morning. You know someone had to get her coffee for this? I, I had to get her coffee. What are you talking about? I wasn't going to out you. It's not true. It's not no one. <laughs> uh, so we have lots to talk about specifically related to the Chiefs because it is AFC Championship Week in Kansas City. For the first time ever, Arrowhead will host the AFC I Championship. Still, I still can't believe that. That, that is a wild stat to me, too. Uh, we'll, you know, and we can kind of go over stats like crazy all week long, and lots of people in Kansas City are doing the same. My favorite that I saw this morning on 41 Action News today that we talked about was that we could be um, in the top five for coldest games ever at Arrowhead this Sunday, depending on what the what the uh, uh, temperature ends up being. And our record, the, I say our the Chiefs' record in those in those cold games is fantastic. Uh, in the, in the history of, of Arrowhead games being super super cold, uh, Chiefs have a very very good record of um, of winning those games and winning them handily. So hopefully that will continue on Sunday. Do you know that Chiefs fans love you a little bit more for saying our? Record because right. it you, says you feel like you're a Chiefs fan. I've I've seen Kansas lots City. of things about how um, there are other there are some journalists that take a pretty hard line on this on you should never say our hmm. when you're related to a professional sports franchise in the city in which you work, whether it be the Royals or the Chiefs point, or whoever. Yeah. Well, it's a little different that, too when that's, you're not sports. Like Mick Schaefer, because he covers our, them, right? Yeah. Well, I remember when the Royals had their run in 14 and 15, and I sure. was out covering all of the time. 
I was used to being able to wear like something Royals and I couldn't wear any Royals gear. I remember yeah. being in the press box as this massive play happens and I started to cheer and I was kind of like scolded because you're not supposed to cheer. So I kind of learned right. that <clears throat> stuff. And then I agree with you, but we're still Kansas Cityans. Sure. So. Earlier this this year, I got to go to my first Chiefs game to cover it uh, yeah. when we had Sunday Night Football against the Bengals earlier this year. Uh, and I got to sit in the press box for the first time, that kind of thing. And there are signs everywhere. Mm-hmm. Even you know this that say yeah. no cheering. Yeah. This is an yeah. active working press room. And I was just like, oh, okay. Right. It's yeah. so quiet. It, it's weird. You know, big touchdowns happen, big plays, mm-hmm. and it's just crickets. And, there, and there's a reason for that. It's true because you have to be able to be fair and balanced. Sure. You have to be able to, you know, You have uh, to be able to, to critique whenever it's bad and whatever And you don't want to be fan girl or fan mm-hmm. guy as yeah. the Chiefs go by. So you just got to – but they're just regular people. They live in our city. And some of them live in our cities. So, right. You know, but Transitioning to regular people. <laughs> well, before we transition to regular people all the way. Look, look uh, once again, Stephen speaking, has tried to direct the conversation Stephen, and Taylor has taken it <laughs> Listen, back. Listen, I'm steering the ship over here. <laughs> Speaking of covering the game specifically, uh, both Stephen and Krista will be at the AFC Championship on on Sunday. You guys part of the 41 Action News coverage for that. So uh, Krista was talking about what she's worried about and that being temperature uh, earlier today. You don't know what to wear yet. Yeah, and, uh, you know, every day that goes by, I think, oh, I'll get to somewhere to buy some good outdoor gear. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but so my husband yesterday went and bought three pairs of snow pants and a whole bunch of gloves so I could try what I want. And since I, and then he'll return whatever I don't. Phenomenal you, husband dream. Mm-hmm. Fan, right? That's mm-hmm. what I thought. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I'm good. I won't match and I'll look like the Stay Puff Marshmallow person, <laughs> but I will hopefully be warm mm. along with 74,000 other people now, there to watch a game. I know the temperature will be different, but when I was on the field last Saturday and it was cold Saturday, it wasn't as cold. Which sounded weird. It was not as cold. As cold on the field? And I'm not talking about the grass. I'm saying, like, I had my gloves off for a little while, and yeah, it was not that cold. It was only 32 it degrees. It was 32. Was yeah. It's going to be four. What's the latest? Well, Jeff Penner said things are slightly changing. It might be, like, 15 degrees. It may now. be a little bit warmer okay. and maybe a little bit less snow than what they were talking about oh, yesterday good. that comes in on Friday night. So it mm-hmm. might be a little bit better than what was originally feared. Gary's going to come in with new data. Sure. It's going to... Be yeah. like minus five. Gary blinks his eyes and he has new data. New data. Uh, the, you mentioned they were talking about looking like the State Puff Marshmallow Man. It's the people who try to be warm and look good that are. I don't understand what they're doing. I went to a park near my home to take photos the other day in the snow, and I saw a girl get out of the car, and she had full holes in her jeans. Like to show because the they, they were the, she, was they, on, she was Instagram. She, she looked it. she looked great, but I was like, what 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 are you doing right now? Mm. It's it's snow everywhere, right? And she had her. Did you say done. that to her? Yeah, I walked up and then I you know we're not friends anymore, <laughs> um, but I am following her on Instagram. Uh, so um, it's uh, it's that, that whole that whole form over function is is big and cold. Stephen, this will be your second week in a row to be out there. You're ready? Oh yeah, um, I have a new. Tolerance for cold now. You know, I'm from Atlanta. You're from the South. Sure. And and now like thirty two degrees feels I don't have to wear a jacket. Mm-hmm. Super weird. I was telling I Taylor was... about some first world problems uh in the press box. <laughs> <laughs> so the our, divisional our you were seats, in the press box. Our seats are like the front row, so all glass. Mm-hmm. And that glass is cold. Oh my god! <laughs> like Inside my the press toes box. are cold. Not, Sitting near the glass, he got first cold. World. Yeah, I would love to find <laughs> if we had call-in capability for live kind of thing. I would want someone who was sitting right in front of the press box <laughs> to call right now and say, in "Tell me elements. what your yeah, tell yeah. me what your experience was like right on the other side of that glass." Sam, the amount of people, me, Mick, Mike, and Mackenzie, just counting the amount of people that were 
beaming people with snowballs. When I mean the accuracy from the third level, <laughs> unfortunately, a cop got hit in the back. Oh my god! From someone throwing in the three hundred level. Like, well, I'm happy that there won't be enough snowball Andy, material. Andy Reid would get onto them for that if he were. He if he tried, were able to say it. yeah. Watching from home, that that one guy they got oh, a shot of, mm-hmm. I kind of felt bad. He took the wrath of like every yeah, single person. Everyone was yeah. doing. At first, it was just hitting indie fans, and then it was just like people just getting tagged. Yeah. Like, um, I had somebody who, as a member of the military, give some advice on clothing. So I've ordered this stuff. It's the polypropylene thermal. Mm. So they, so they were, I, I'm not, you guys, nothing's miserable uh, if you are freezing. Uh, uh, so I've ordered on Amazon, it should be here Friday, oh this, this like thermal crew neck. But what color is it? Oh, yeah. black, <laughs> you know. It's not going to be seen, it's all underneath, it's your underneath layer, but it's what people sure. in the military wear under their uniforms, apparently, to stay warm. So I will report back on the polypropylene. I, I can't wait to hear how Sam, you know what, what are you going to be wearing? No, I was in an engineering meeting yesterday, and your knees will be plenty warm. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? They're going to have one of those portable heaters. Oh, at the feet level? And it's going to be at your feet level. <laughs> I, I thought... I, did not I, I was with you. Yeah. I was totally with you, Sam. I knew exactly what you're talking about. The what? Space heater. Yeah. They've done that before. Warm knees. Like Maybe you should give context. Oh, no, 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 no. You know what? You know no, what? No, all I heard was... Well, your knees would be warm. No, I know. So I'm going to move warm, on. See? right? I'm moving on because see everybody at home is like, yeah, well, I know what he, Stephen's saying, but oh gosh, so Stephen, you said off. your feet in the enclosed press yeah. box were cold. And Perhaps two you need thoughts. the space heater. No, I'm good. And polypropylene. I'm probably. I'm tough. So we've talked about how not to act in the snow. How to act in the snow is Dave Cochran. But that that is that is the story we've heard about all this week. Dave Cochran. Uh, he is the man, the myth, the legend that um, helped a Chiefs player. Uh, get out of the snow on the way to the divisional champ- divisional game on Saturday against the Colts, uh, and now he's being paid back in full uh, many, many times over. Uh, Stephen Dial has been reporting a lot on this this week. You were all over it on Sunday when we first heard about who this person was, and your tweets went viral and that kind of thing as you shared his picture and his story. Where are we now several days later? Man, so, of course, the reaction from the community has just been crazy yeah. like and i was talking with some of uh some of the people in the newsroom as to you know you never know what story will be that story mm-hmm. that'll just go viral and so many people want to talk about it and i said we were kind of do a, a good story um we haven't had one in a, in a little while but that's blown up like that. yeah, I mean, yeah. so mm-hmm. i mean this guy has a you can call him a career criminal. He has a very, very lengthy criminal history. 21 mugshots, is that what I heard? And that's just one police department. Yeah. Wow. And, um, you know, and there's been a lot of reaction, you know. Even has a nickname like because this. of that, right? They call him Crash because of all of his yeah. criminal history. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, some people have been critical of him being praised and lauded. And I kind of put it in this context on Twitter was like, um, you know, why not praise someone for doing something good if they don't do good yeah. things? I mean, Hopefully it'll turn his life around. The reaction has been crazy. GoFundMe raised more than $15,000. Wow. Tomorrow, me, Dave, his sister, and the guy who started the GoFundMe, we're all going to have lunch tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And um, so Dave can meet the guy who started the GoFundMe. His sister is going to be the beneficiary of, of those funds because she's little bit more stable and yeah. you know has a family and Dave agreed to that and and she's he, local she's yeah. okay. mm-hmm. meaning she's going to manage it for him or she's just going to get to well, use it how she go wants. fund me like we needed someed to make you know for the to money to go to their account okay because once you hit the button 
it it's released. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I, I'm not in a position to, to do that because that was kind of one of the suggestions. And um, yeah, that kind of starts to cross over. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Sure. But I mean, when I mean dentist offices, yeah. I mean, one, I just replied to a message want to to, you know, help him fix it, you know, his, his mouth. Um, the Colorado University, when I interviewed him, if you notice in that picture, he's wearing a Colorado University jacket. Yep. From all accounts, I, I think he has no connection to Colorado University. Uh, he just may have just gotten that jacket. Um, the athletic department from the university messaged me this morning telling me they're mailing me stuff to give to him wow. from the university um, pet store because they saw his pet, you know, dog food and Chiefs mm-hmm. collars and He's gift got cards. new glass on his car. Mm-hmm. Because new trying windows. to fight. Who dropped off all the warm weather gear for him? Um, e. Edward work, e. Edwards Workwear. And I had somebody send me something for that to maybe find something to wear in the Chiefs. And it was like, you know, that's when you spread the love. You start to see yeah. someone do really gr- great for somebody. The Going back to the mug shots, I, as a mother of boys, you kind of, you, I don't know, I always feel like I look at things through a little bit different filter. But what I saw, he was young, his first his yeah. first oh, yeah. mugshot. He's shot. been arrested since 19. And I, then the, by the third one, you can tell that he was having a rough go at things. I yeah. mean, so I so I looked through those, and I feel like the mugshots alone sort of started to tell a story about his mm-hmm. life. And you can tell when he probably and he admitted to doing drugs. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I can tell the when that switch happened just yeah. on his mugshot. Mm-hmm. You can tell he. How old is he? He'll, his birthday is February 2nd. He will be 32. So 32. Wow. I mean, he's a young guy, and he has really had a rough go, and that's, the story is told to those mugshots. Yeah. But, so, uh, you know, I hope that he's able yeah. to and he told me he's up. he told me he's been like 35 days sober. Um, you know, his sister, like his mother's still alive, and she's in his life, but he says his sister is like his, like, role model and that's part of the reason why we did the the money thing with her and um uh the owner of a real estate company in saint saint john uh, saint joseph saint john's thing in florida and saint joseph uh reached out to me they're meeting with him tomorrow this isn't a done deal yet but he's offering um a a house um a home for dave up in saint joe and also allowing him to they have a their construction crews work to flip houses and they're offering him a job. A lot of people have offered him jobs. Um, you know, the, how is he handling all of that? I was going to say it's a tremendous yeah. amount of pressure so on a person. Much. <clears throat> being you, you being about... transparent, it, it's it's been a lot on him. You know, the initial, you know, it happening and it's it's cool and it's great. And then I've noticed in the last maybe you know twenty four hours, things have kind of shifted to me and his sister saying, okay. <clears throat> Let's let's not do any more interviews for a little while. Yeah. And he he was really he was really uh, he was on a not physical drug high. He was on a high from yeah. the a lot of people Everything. praising him and all that stuff. And then you know the story that all of us, including ourselves, you know, we want to be transparent to our viewers, talk about his criminal history, some other stories uh, from other outlets. I uh, kind of focus heavily on the on the criminal stuff. And that kind of hurt him um, yeah. from the, you know, he said, you know, he told me when he called me on the phone yesterday, I didn't ask for, you know, this publicity. I'm not, a, you know, I won't lie. Yes, I've been arrested a bunch of times. Um, and so it's been a lot. Because it, we talked about that. And he said he didn't ask for any of the 
pros, like the the gifts he's mm-hmm. being given. The, yeah. And but he's that's the other thing that you mentioned there too. He didn't ask for to be made into a celebrity, basically right. either. Right. That that was that was not his intent, the good or the bad. Whenever he helped someone on the side of the road, because he said himself, I didn't know who he was. Right. Um, so it's it's just it's a lot of pressure on a person who as we've talked about, hasn't had a great run the last 15-plus right. years of his life to all of a sudden be expected, hey, you you better turn things around. There's a lot of people helping you, and you are almost forced to do that kind of thing. So speaking of gifts, I mean, I think one of the most powerful gifts mm-hmm. in this particular case would be some some access and resources to, to some programs that, right. you know, if you have a house, that may not necessarily be the thing that cures a drug habit. Right. You right. know, and so talk, talk about... You know whether it's a, a counselor or some treatment. Yeah. Um, what access does he have to those now that he's in that situation? Right. So 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 many things have been. Uh, Do you if, need some coffee? I'll go get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of people know uh, know that I am like super. Um, I don't like a lot of emails to build up. I have to reply or delete once it comes. And so like I've indirectly been fielding emails for him. And what I mean, like the the Missouri Housing Association has reached out to me. Um, some council members have sent me resources when it comes to counseling and rehab. Um, some I've gotten dozens of messages um, in reference to, you know, oh, we'll let him go to this outpatient clinic, or we'll let him do this, we'll let him do this. So it's a it's a matter of filtering all of that to to kind of tailor a, a plan yeah. for for him to move forward, but. When I mean everyone's reaching out in unique ways, at things that you wouldn't even think of, like the glass company and Raymore, because Which they saw awesome. bags. Yeah, yeah. Because I know everyone who watched the show, the, the mm-hmm. story, noticed his car. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I and I think you showed his tires too. And I remember thinking, man, they don't look like they have much traction on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then and they're when, getting changed. When, a different and, company. You know, yeah. fantastic. And then when you did the follow up story with them switching out the glass, there were a couple of things I noticed as. I mean, we've done enough stories with people who've struggled and mm-hmm. are maybe protective of this place where he calls his home. It probably has a lot of things in the car. And I felt like the way that you and your photographer shot that was very understanding of not showing the inside of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you could see that there was stuff in there. But I just really appreciated how you handled that because it it can be such a vulnerable thing for someone if they have a lot of stuff or and we run into that when we go into homes for interviews. Mm-hmm. You can tell when there's someone concerned about that. But I, I, I just really I noticed it, and I thought that that was um, a very respectable way to do the well, story. Well, think, think about how I mean, how many times have you given a ride to somebody that's going to get in your car, and the first thing you say is, "Oh, please excuse my car." Because <laughs> you don't mess. notice it's it; it's just mess. you. Right. But if someone else is coming, when into you're the car, living yeah. in that situation, it's you know, it's, for so, yeah. me, it's like hardened waffles in the back seat from a week ago <laughs> yeah. that my son didn't bring it. But like you know, but yeah. I wanted to just really tell point. you that I noticed how you shot that was be- respectful of the vehicle. And uh, kind of picking back off what Sam said, like. No, a lot of people are hoping this guy turns his life around, and he he says that he wants to, and part of that may be having to to take yourself out of where you've been, um, and that includes maybe not geographically like moving hundreds of miles away, but out of the you know Fresh the, the constant yeah. area that that you've been seeing. It really needs to to be a, a kind of a tailored plan because it's been so much response that you got to kind of filter. Okay, well, yeah. what's this? What's this? What's this? Because some people, you know, his criminal history will still you know hurt him in some ways. Some people have told me, oh, you know, we would love to hire him, and then I let them know about his criminal history, and you know, out of the goodness of their heart, they want to hire him. But 
you know, his past will still, you know, kind of forever follow him. Yeah. And so uh, it's it's been it's been a lot, and uh, he's excited. Definitely, he's excited to see his first Chiefs game on Sunday. Of course. So you're going to cover that. His, yeah. His, yeah. Good. Good. I was going to ask. So I kind of was following along on the sidelines of the story uh, over the weekend, and and it quickly became apparent. I mean, I think we all know uh, a story will do well on on our website and on TV and mm-hmm. on social media when we see it. Um, you know, this one, you know, through all the measures that we can measure stuff, uh, was off the charts. Um, I know that Krista, you posted some stuff on on Facebook and. And you know that that photo uh, with uh, with him and his dog and the arrowhead in the background, um, I think helped. Uh, yeah, the, the story would have done well without that, but that kind of um, aided in the the sharing of the story. At its core, what do we think was the reason that people gravitated to the story? Fundamentally, that's a good question. I think. Um, multiple things. I think the football connection with. All I, if you look at the ratings from that game, yeah, eighty-one they share, were crazy, yeah, um, they were crazy, and so I think with Chiefs and football being on everyone's mind and the connection to a player um, stood out to a lot of people. I'll let you guys answer, but I really want to say this because um, I was taught when I first started news, don't read the comments. Uh, this story, I've been kind of forced to read the comments because I'm trying to filter out, sure. you know, who's trying to help, who's not, um, and a lot of people. Um, have been critical of the Chiefs and Jeff Allen um, because Jeff said, I want to give you tickets. I've been talking to Jeff since Sunday, um, and the tickets were just like the initial thing. Yeah, Dave has Jeff's personal number, and Dave has talked to Jeff on the cell phone and texting literally multiple times a day since this. Wow. Um, It's more than just tickets. I guarantee you, you know, the Chiefs and others will after the season other, is over. Yeah, do it's other be. things. Yeah, but here's the thing though. I, I I saw a lot of those comments mm-hmm. too, and I was really trying to step back and think about how I felt about this. This was a, somebody who did a nice thing for another person. At the core of it, that's what this is. Yeah. And there's no responsibility in I don't know how I feel. I gotta talk through it, but is there really a responsibility that someone should have to do something more? And and how about just celebrating that it's one good person or it's one person good that is a good person doing a good thing for another good person who wants to respond and thank you. At the core of it, that's it. Nobody owes anybody anything. Sure. And, and so I, I was yeah, because a lot of a lot of people are saying, like, really? "Oh, great, he can go to the game and then go back and sleep in his car." Like that's just but, a really. But like, it, it changes completely too if if Dave were a different person that did this. If this was a mm-hmm. wealthy person. That had come up and stopped in their seventy-five thousand dollar SUV and pulled him out. That mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's a totally different story right. because right. of who Dave is versus who else could have done this. Right, and you I know, think that adds a lot to it. And I think too. And this is one of the things I always kind of jokingly. I was talking to Sam yesterday about. You kind of have your bubble of people who watch you and follow you on social or whatever. And sure. then, and so it's kind of a safe space because everybody's kind of got everybody's back. Everybody's respectful. And then when it pops outside of that bubble that is sort of this little protective group of friends is how I like to think of them. Then you have people who don't really know you. They don't really know the Kansas City. There are people all over the country. Mm-hmm. They don't know Kansas City. They don't know how we are. They don't know who we are personally. They don't know how our city is. And then suddenly the story starts to lose that connectivity mm-hmm. that makes yeah. it such a wonderful little shareable story. Yeah. And so then 
you have people who don't they don't believe the story. First of all, like, well, if this is true, if he's really homeless, mm-hmm. you know, then it, then it goes into further. And you've and you've always got so there will always be people who will think, well, great, he's got windows, but he doesn't have tires. Right, right. right. And so I feel like at every step, sometimes it's really important to stop and just appreciate that gesture, that moment, instead of always being right. the, well, what about this? And mm-hmm. what about this? And what about this? That's very easy to do from a mm-hmm. distance. Well, I think that's, I think that's, a, that brings up a really good point about um, the, I, I can't think of a better word than weight of words versus actions. Yeah. <clears throat> the mm-hmm. difference between, literally the difference between what it takes, the amount of effort it takes to type out a seven or eight word, word response to whatever, this story or anything else, and respond to it in the moment versus the time and effort it takes to stop your car and help someone on the side of the mm-hmm. road. And yeah. I think I think that, to me, to answer your question, Sam, that you threw out there, is a huge thing in this story about what made it something that got people's attention. Is Really, it's a, a phenomenal display of the difference between words and actions. And that, that, to me, is a big part of what made this story tick. And I've thought about... Does Jeff feel somewhat responsible for maybe the stressfulness that and Jeff Allen, the yeah. chief player, and 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 no, no, you know nobody nobody owes anybody any more than what it is. It exploded because people love the core of the story because yeah. there's this person, and and the fact that he's been down and out and struggled and and he did this nice thing and he, now he's being showered with all these gifts. There's a, always a bad side. There's mm-hmm. always a downside. There's always more to the story, and I think that's important to tell, but. I don't, in my opinion, I don't think anyone owes anybody any more than what's being done. Just be in the moment, appreciate this little, this kind moment. Yeah. And that's why the thing exploded. And I, and I, one more thing. um, uh, I mean, he has a lengthy criminal history. Us and no other news organization is going to turn a blind eye to crime. Sure. It happened. It is wrong. We do not condone it. I think the story, though, was this guy is down on his luck. He hasn't lived the best of lives, and in a snowstorm, he helped someone. Like, that is a story. That does not mean the media is ignoring the victims of crime that he's, um, you know, impacted at all. And being a little transparent, um, one of the victims of one of his crimes, and I don't mean victim like they they were harmed by damages, not harmed physically. Sure. Was Councilwoman Alyssa Kennedy. Wow. And when we were on the... Um, the radio station, um, I get my days mixed up. When we were on the radio station the other day. Monday, I think. Uh, Monday, I was with him. And um, Shay Moore from Shay and Shine on the radio station, she was on the Facebook Live, too. And Dia was watching. And um, Alyssa Kennedy was watching. And, you know, said, you know, proud of you, Dave. And Dave froze up. And, I'm, and so, you know, the Facebook Live ends. And we're done with our hit. And we're like, what's, what's wrong? Like, he froze up. Uh, and Councilwoman Kennedy, before being councilperson, she was a prosecutor in is it Jackson County or Kansas City? She was a, a prosecutor. Yeah. Um, and in 2011 or 12, uh, he was associated with a crime with another person. They broke into her car, and it was like on her first week of work. And um, they noticed her government or her county ID. Um, and it just has full circle, and she message the radio person of resources and things because she wants to see him succeed. Did she, she to... know that he was one of the guys that it was, it, was it known to her? Or did yes. he just know? Okay. She knew. She knew. And, um, and, and still said in the comments, yeah, good for you. Good yeah. For and you. so like, yeah, she handled his case. Was she the prosecutor? Against I him? think I believe so. Wow. And, um, and so 
Yes, we know that there was crime and we're not turning a blind eye to the crime and the victims of it because, you know, again, one of the other stations talked to someone who recently was impacted by something that he did. That does not mean we don't care about that person and, and their property as well. I just think that story was about the good deed that a homeless man did. I just I, I think I, I can't help but but be thankful that the person he helped was the person that he helped because if it had been someone not a chief player, someone just going to the game. What are you even talking about? That exactly right. And you know, and the only reason we're talking about it, one of the big reasons we're talking about it, is because Jeff Allen tweeted about it. You know, mm-hmm. and so it's if if this had just been <clears throat> Joe Public going to the game mm-hmm. that never tweets anything. We'd never know about mm-hmm. something like this happening. There's been so many of those comments. We keep coming back to the comments. But there's been so many of those comments of, gosh, it's so nice to see someone doing something nice for someone else. There is still good in the world, that kind of thing. And we'd never have known about it if it had been anybody else. And sometimes I think, and I hadn't really thought about all the people who'd had their cars broken into, had mm-hmm. things stolen, maybe had expenses, they had to pay for the repair. Like, I honestly hadn't thought that deep yeah. into yeah. the conversation. And so I'm just trying to process that and try to figure out how that makes me feel. But I think it's true for a lot of these stories that get done and a GoFundMe explodes or something. But sometimes there are people that are struggling to put food on the table and they don't have enough money and they see this happen and that conjures up sort of this frustration, like, why can't I catch a break? And so sometimes I think that comes out in some of the comments, I think. I mean, I've seen it enough. And so I think there's so many different reasons why people respond in the way that they do. And then then you bring something up that I hadn't really thought about, the expense of if if I had had my car broken mm-hmm. into and I, my insurance yeah. didn't cover it up to this amount mm-hmm. and I had to spend all this money. And, and that's I mean, the I guy. Would, There's the guy. Yeah, and that's the guy. I you see the guy. Yeah. I don't, you know, but but someone could mm-hmm. be frustrated. Maybe, and they'd be just, probably justified. Yeah, yeah probably justified. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's something to think about. I think this is why conversations are so great to have because I I, on, I hadn't thought about mm-hmm. that part yet. That's really interesting. Oh. Well, to to switch gears a little bit on that, on a, on a happier topic for him, he's going to the game on Sunday. He's yeah. going to the AFC Championship. Do you know what his ticket situation? I mean, I don't need his aisle and row that he's going to yeah. be in, but I mean, um, is he going to be? No, I don't know yet. Um, tickets for Les, who is a big, uh, one of the big people who people buy cheap tickets from. Yeah. Um, like, I still have to, like, check Wait, why on, is check tic- on. why is Tickets for Less involved? I no, no, no. Jeff- they're, uh, they're, um, they have a like a really big tailgate every before every game, oh. and they invited him to the to the tailgate, and um, so I don't know the game plan for Sunday yet, and okay. I and I should, uh, yeah. So I don't know we got if he's days. meeting okay. anyone or yeah. Where, like, oh, and by the way, while you're waiting for that, you're doing other stories every day, <laughs> yeah. Recording uh-huh. one, so it's okay. Yeah. Got so you. I don't know where he would be sitting or okay. or who he will meet. And his car is is his car back to him? Is it back drivable or is it oh, still yeah, being yeah. tires and glass and all no, that kind of, he, he, he has it back. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Well, uh, I, you know, your stories have been great and the work that you've done this week on it as always has, has been great. And I look forward to, uh, seeing what's next for him. I know a lot of people are looking forward to just experiencing the game through him a little yep. bit will be really cool. And obviously we're all hoping the chiefs win and that's a big yeah. part of it, but just to be able to take a moment, hopefully after they win 
And yeah. uh, you can't even say that. Oh, that's I, not real wood. I right? knocked. That is. I real. knocked. No, this uh, is for Mica. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Time out. What for Mica? What is that? You gotta find some. My real brother's wood. name is Mica. So I'm like, for Mica. <laughs> for Mica. This desk is for Mica. It's not real wood. So we'll we'll get to experience that through him on Sunday, and we look forward yeah. to it, and and to to see what he gets to see, and 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 moving forward. This the stories about Dave will not end on Sunday. I guess is is mm. the the way to to wrap that up. So. Um, Good job this week on uncovering him and, and everything that's been involved. So the other thing we've been kicking around here at 41 Files about uh, things to talk about on these podcasts, and again, we have four different podcasts produced by 41 Action News. We have 41 Files, 4th and 1, that covers the Chiefs, obviously. Screen on the spot if you like movies and television, and Chew Diligence if you're a foodie in Kansas City. You need to be listening to that. All great topics. Um, but one thing we've been kicking around here, Sam especially, is the idea of uh, parenting and, and what goes into that a little bit because we all – some of the best things you see on social media right now are videos that parents have shot of their kids or things that people tweet about their children – um, even if you're not a parent, uh, you can laugh at, at that kind of stuff. So we're kicking around the idea of maybe doing a little bit of parent talk on, on some of these podcasts, especially 4th and 1. Not 4th and 1, 41. 4th like and, and 1 would be different. We could get Chiefs players to talk about their kids. That'd yeah. be great. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we don't know exactly what that's going to look like yet, whether it be tweeting or telling stories about what our, what our kids are doing. Krista's leaning into the mic. Krista, well, you, you've got how many children, Krista? Well, I have two. Two boys, 13 and uh, newly 9. And I would have per- have to ask permission to yeah. They're talk old about enough to any- care. Well, no, the nine year old, yeah, not really. The thirteen year old, I, I, we literally have to ask permission if we share anything to do with him, <laughs> including uh, photos you take get, with him. Yeah, kind of, you have stories. to get consent. I'd have to use an alias and make up a name if we were ever going to talk about him. Um, you know, and I think parents of thirteen-year-old boys and girls would mm-hmm. understand that part of it. The, right. the nine-year-old, honestly, on any given day, there'd be a totally different story, and you'd be like, "Are we talking about the same kid?" <laughs> <laughs> and we, you know, uh, we're the only two in this room that that have children. Stephen, right? You don't have any kids. That, okay. No, I do not. All right. I was going to say, don't say the line Kevin Holmes uses. <laughs> okay. What does he use? You can't. Repeat not it that on I the know air. of. You can't, oh, no, yeah. he says it all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> But we also are are missing a little bit here because you and I only have boys. You've got two, I've yeah. got three, mm-hmm. and so we're we're missing a, a big chapter of that. There are other uh, members of the Forty One Crew, obviously, that have uh, girls at home and, and daughters. But uh, we are not able to talk intelligently about what it would be like to have a girl. <laughs> well, I could talk a little bit about being, I know, I, being I, a girl. I, I, I meant what I said. <laughs> I know, I know. But you do live in this boy world, so I on like just bullet pointing things that are going. I'm trying really hard to be get better about planning meals, and so yep. that involves like trying out different ways of different places to get food, which is why I love the Instagram uh, that you guys were telling. What's it? Uh, fourth and full. First and first full. and full. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of loving looking through that. And, you know, fourth is good too. Um, yep. So. Uh, and then online grocery shopping yep. and pickup or delivery, sort of testing all that out. I'm using an app right now to, you know, order <laughs> and then going to pick up. And I swear I want to hug the ladies who fill up my car because they have no idea how melt they're making me feel like a better mom and mm-hmm. and wife and packing lunches and. But the crazy stories. The nine year old, they're fantastic kids. My thirteen year old is a rule follower to a T. Straight A's, you know, does what's right because it's just in his core. And then the nine-year-old, we thought, oh, look, we're such good parents. And right. then the little one comes along and you're like, yeah, none of it had to do with us. <laughs> so yeah. does, the, does your older uh, son rat out your younger son when your younger son? Um, sometimes only because he ends up 
the little one's so sneaky that he ends up getting the 13-year-old in trouble. And the 13-year-old's like, uh, he did it to me three times uh, oh, first. And they were goodness. like, ah, this is believable now. Yeah. They're fantastic kids. I love being a mom to boys, but I, like, borrow people's daughters all the time. It's like a good <laughs> oh, girl's time. Goodness. That's a, I think that's a, there's a program. I think that's on Instagram, borrowing daughters. Um, <laughs> My <yeah>. nieces and... <laughs> Oh. Um, so, but, and again, we're in a room full of guys. Yeah, this yeah. is locker room. We're can't, back to locker we, room. We can't aren't help we? it. I have <laughs> three boys, six, four, and four, including the twins. And I twins. talk about different stories you tell. I just tweeted the other night. I think it was last night about uh, that. In the history of hide and seek, there have been no worse players than my three <laughs> sons. In the entire history, that game has been played worldwide. What are their favorite locations? <clears throat> It's well. It's in addition. It's hiding and seeking because mm-hmm. uh, last night we we have a three story house between second floor and basement altogether. You know, we have a three story house, and they were playing hide and seek in one room <laughs> 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 with with literally no places to hide. Like there's behind the curtain and behind the couch, and that can, that's all. Okay, the so how long does it take the game to end? Not long. <laughs> and but at, at one point last night, I was like, guys, you have to hide someplace where I can't. See you, <laughs> Corbin. My my one of the Sit twins the looked car. at me and said, and they get this look on their face like I've got it. And he's dad, and he pointed under the kitchen table. He said, I'm gonna hide under the chair. <laughs> do the twins hide together? Like, uh, they they like to. Yeah, uh, they, there's not a lot of things they don't like to do together. But then it was my turn to hide last night, and I went upstairs and went to the guest bathroom and didn't even get behind anything. I just sat in the dark in the guest bathroom <laughs> on the toilet. Or? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. uh, sat there in the middle of the floor in front of the shower. And they're running around. They never even came into the guest room. It's not like some hood, hidden nook yeah. of the house. It's right there in the main hallway. And they're like, Dad, whistle. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm whistling. Can you record this? And they time? come in and they're like, We found him. I'm like, Yeah, you're incredible. You're, I, I just want you to record and do like video diary and be like, Two hours later. I, really, I, I, I absolutely I'm getting kind of hungry. Because it's the mix of not being good at the game and scared to death that well, I'm going to scare them, which I'm also likely to do. That's probably what they're afraid of. I'm also likely to do that. And then you run the risk of them being totally distracted and going off to do something else. <laughs> oh, like that'd be hilarious. They're like, they're like little dogs with a squirrel. Yeah. They, no, they went, down, they went downstairs at one point, and I heard them all talking. I was like, are we... Are we done? And then the oldest goes, all right, let's go find him. And I'm like, well, okay, let's try again. So I do have a question before we ended up because we're having a debate in our house. The nine-year-old has asked for a pocket knife. We're trying to figure out at what What does he want the knife for? Well, we don't, he doesn't know. He saw it on Dolphin Tail. Mm-hmm. He's been watching the show. And I guess in, there's a so scene So he wants in a there. Swiss Army knife He wants a Swiss Army knife. Well, okay, Swiss Army knife. Because they're a little knife. different. Swiss mm-hmm. Army knife. It has, but has to come in a little leather pouch. Like he's forced me to go to Amazon and like yep. find the mm-hmm. things. Yep. At what age... Is a pocket uh, the pocket mm-hmm. knife like mm-hmm. a Swiss Army knife? Yeah. He's old enough, I think. Uh, yeah. I I would. I mean, I would just make sure he doesn't bring it to school. Well, that's what I, I, I think. Said it has to, to be at home. It's a, yeah, it has it's to. Stay oh, at but home. they're sneaky, right? Those kids so. can sneak things, and I'd be mm. the mom that get the call from school saying your kid brought a <laughs> pocket knife to school. So I don't know when. Yeah. What age? I, I I'm I leaning toward yes. My husband trust. said no. I think yes, but you definitely don't bring. Make sure he doesn't bring it to school. So we're in. Well, that's because that is a having. weapon. I know, and he's mm. an obsessive kid. So like now, now that it's that's his all head, he talks about. That's huh? all he's going to talk about. We have to say you can't bring it up for three days because that's a start. So I got my pocket knife when I was yeah, somewhere home. around that age, and it was given to me by my neighbor. It was his for a long time. He was a World War II vet. Okay, so this was like a... Like I was, I would go over and visit him, wow. and he was like, I want you to have this. And it was this whole... I still have it. It's a pocket knife. Hmm. And like I thought the coolest thing on there was the magnifying glass. It had this yeah. little magnifying glass and that kind of thing. That's little awesome. tweezers you could yeah, pull out. Mm-hmm. Or something. So That's how old were you? I, I couldn't have been much much older than probably 
eight, I would think, somewhere mm. around in so there. That's the debate we're having in our. But I was also one. I was also raised in a house of, and this I, I apologize mm, if this is sexist, but I, I I was raised in a house that guys should always have a pocket knife and a handkerchief on mm-hmm. them. That's what my my dad Do you always have is, a handkerchief now. I have a handkerchief. I don't always carry a pocket knife, but I normally carry a handkerchief on me. So you know you're supposed to carry hand- one in the front and one in the back, right? That's what you do. The one I don't do, do that. You, I just carry one typically. The, the one, one in your pocket, the yeah. one you don't use for as a handkerchief. But I just I, mean, I just like to have one on me typically. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it's for though? The reasoning one one in your front, and one well, in your back. No, no, tell me. I don't. This know is if for I'm, her, and this, this is one for you. In your back pocket. One for him. One for you. One for her. Really use one. I and I I carry. Do people still use handkerchiefs to blow their nose? I mean, I some people do. That's not what I use it for. I just use it in case I need to wipe anything off my face or off my hands or whatever. I'm not going to blow my nose and put it back in my pocket. But I I did the pocket knife in my in my pocket every day until I nearly missed the flight in which I was going to propose to my wife because I had it in my pocket and I had to run it back out to my truck at the airport. You weren't going to leave it because I didn't want to leave it. And then I was going into a, a couple years later. I was going into a professional football game, and I was like, "Oh crap! Mm. I've got this knife." It's so funny. And I took it out and I hit it in some bushes outside the stadium. I've seen that and outside came back, the Children's Mercy Park. And came back and put their pocket knives. Came back and got it after the game was and over. You have to hope no one takes it. So, mm-hmm. is there something you carry every nope. day? No, no, uh, my like phones, a th- two phones. Nothing. The which is practically a like pocket two. knife at yeah. this point. Um, no, <laughs> I was saying our photographers, and just because a lot of them are old school, and then the the younger ones just were trained right. Our photographers, when we ever have to go through like metal detectors, the amount of items they are so prepared, and like all of them, <laughs> they're have like MacGyver. Yeah, yeah, all of them have pocket knives. Like I've seen them. that too. Like we'll have a, a well, you'll a, a woman or one of us on scene will have a hem loosening, and they're like, oh, here's a safety pin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let yeah. me trim that for you. I'm, just as so, I said, they're like MacGyver. I wonder how many people went. Who's MacGyver? I mean, I know it's got a new. <laughs> <laughs> what is our DM? What Man. is our? So, well, we've established that. So, is there, so you carry something every day, still just the handkerchief. So Typically, that's, and mm-hmm. that's me. Meaningful to you. It's yes. something you've done your whole life. Do you, Sam? I carry a rock. In your pocket? <laughs> no, like, yeah. there's got to be a That was such story. a Charlie Brown moment. Yeah. Just right then. now? Is I got a rock. rock. What's the rock for? Okay, tell me. What if you, if so, you, Stephen, Stephen, you'll know what the rock yeah, is. I know what the rock is. Um, what is so, the rock cooking? So you've uh, had it since then. It's a it's a rock that, uh, that I got at, uh, at uh, uh, Camp Joy, which is a thing that uh, Scripps sends. Um, people too who are doing scripts is our parent company, right? Yes, um, uh, to do some uh, some training in uh, in basically. I feel like you I should know, pass it around. Trying to Here, uh, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do audio on it because in case there's the there's that's the I just, size. Dro- I just about dropped the, the rock. Size Nets. of what? I mean, this how do a, we describe it? Someone a walnut, maybe I don't yeah. know. Bigger, big flat flattened walnut. Yeah, two, two yeah. almonds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so um, I hear this. that was uh, kind of it, it. Kind of serves as a reminder of of the uh, the things that I learned at the at that training and that I try to put into practice every day. So that's so. There's a rock. Now you make me sound bad because I went to Camp Joy and and he just has his phone. Yeah. I just have my phone. Yeah. Where's your rock? <laughs> so all right, so we've gone from Chiefs to Dave to parenting to what's in your pocket. Right. Uh, I feel like we've covered all the bases in this so. particular forty-one five. The next time you hear from us. The Chiefs will be heading to stop Atlanta. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. <coughs> Steven, you can't say these things. Listen, I've got my superstition covered. I will I will be wearing the same outfit on Friday morning on 41 Action News today because I had people tweeting at me after the game and talking to me on Sunday morning I've, for, the, for their last two wins, both the, Ra- the Raiders at the end of the regular season and their win over the Colts. I've worn the same outfit the Friday before on Red Friday. And, and it we'll starts be because so. you forgot it was Red Friday and wore the no. wrong color, right? No. And now you yeah. have to go no. wearing the wrong It no. starts because the two games prior against the Chargers and the Seahawks, in which they could have won the division if they'd won either of those games, I got redded up and was all oh, Red Friday out. You did on purpose. And it did not work. So I said, you know what? I'm doing 
the opposite side of the aisle and uh, went anti-red. Lastly. And worked. Justin, the head of the Boston Chamber of Commerce, will be wearing an official Patrick Mahomes headband if the Chiefs win, complete with hair, to his next board meeting. And if, in the unlikely event the Chiefs lose, Reardon, here in Kansas City, will be wearing a Bill Belichick sweatshirt to with, the next with the with the sleeves cut, the sleeves cut off to the next board the meeting, and uh, if if the Chiefs win, they will be sending a package of lobsters to the Chamber of Commerce. They should send lobster like clam chowder to the entire chowder. Yeah, yeah, man, chowder. Where do you find a lobster in Kansas City? Oh, they're sending it to us. I thought they're you were sending saying it to us. us. <laughs> like, oh why are we sending them goodness. lobsters? Ah, I was lost for a second. On that, please. On end that this. note, we're ending fourth and. Uh, I keep calling it fourth oh and one. My, do you they really, are they are recording later on today. I'm all I'm all football. Leave us? Oh my gosh, it's I'd okay. love to be on fourth and one. Uh, so they won't uh, let you on. No, they won't. I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, quality enough He's for not that. Savvy enough. Um, plus, I keep trying to host it. This um, <laughs> 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 what happens. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Hopefully, we will see you next week talking about all over what's place. next for the Chiefs. See ya.